Well, it's episode 0.2 of Saberland, and uh, I'm back. I think I think I know what I'm doing with this microphone, which I just bought. I mean, yeah, so I, I ordered it about a week ago. It came on Tuesday, which is when I recorded and posted episode 0.1, which I know has been tearing up the world. Uh, certainly Twitter. I mean, I, I don't know. Um but uh, no, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm calling this like season zero, which I guess will be probably is what I'll call like all the you know episodes that come out, um, I guess, over the summer, because, yeah, these are all just like practice things. It's a it's a soft release for the podcast. Let's let's call it that. Um, yeah, I mean, so obviously, like nothing has happened with the Sabres since uh, I recorded, but um I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to keep going with this thing, and uh, I want to see if I actually know what the hell I'm doing with this microphone setup, and uh, um, so I'm just going to do another thing and uh, see how it goes. So I hope you enjoy Saberland episode That's that's my theme song. I wrote that in uh, GarageBand. Um, are there, is there a drum track in it? There might be. Um, but that's all me playing all those little digital instruments on my keyboard. Um, I'm thinking of buying a MIDI pretty soon. I almost did when I bought this equipment, but that would have been like, yeah, it would have been like, a lot, like yeah, it's like a hundred more dollars than um, I was already spending a bit on on this equipment, which makes this podcast sound so professional. Um, but uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't gonna go like all 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 the way, so I just um, I'll get a MIDI eventually. But I yeah, I mean all the I'm I'm a I I my my one true love in life is well other than I suppose the Sabers, but um, is is GarageBand. It's the only thing I've ever really felt uh, connected to. <laughs> That's not true, but I do love GarageBand, it's, and I've used it. I I mean I I was yeah ever since like my first laptop I got in like 2005 or whatever, and I just was garage banding. In fact, I wrote a song about this. Well, I, I didn't write it, but I, cause I only used back in the day. I only used loops. Um, I made, I must've made like a hundred songs, uh, using loops. And I think I had an account. What was that thing called? It was like, um, icompositions.com. Yeah. Um, I bet, I bet my account is still there. I haven't updated it in forever, but I used to just make songs out of loops. And I, I had, I know I had a song about the Sabres. Anyway, if I could find it, I'll post it on the Twitter. The, um, again that's not like no one is listening to this it doesn't matter but i'll put it up um anyway yeah no more but more recently as far as garage band goes um i yeah i i, I uh been, do all the music for like the the adam and gordon show things um writing that uh in garage band well it's, i mean it's not even really writing it's just sort of like because i don't sit down and compose stuff i don't know how to do that but i just sit there with the little um instrument or uh typing uh what's it what do they call it um yeah it's like the musical typing window supposedly it's just really just a a little a mini keyboard and then it maps to the keys um like the middle row on the keyboard and you can play like one octave at a time or so anyway 
that's what that's how I wrote the Saberland podcast theme. I was thinking of doing some lyrics. Um, I don't know. I I I, I mean I I always I always want songs to just have like a. I just think every theme song should the only lyric to it should just be the title of the show. Um, and if you I mean so if you listen, um, you can hear basically the, the melody just sounds like someone singing the Saberland podcast like over and over again or some variation of that. Um, actually I also wanted to write a musical, um, it's, I'm using the term very loosely that I would write a musical. Um, I always wanted to do one of nothing but Sousa marches. I guess it would be like a review, but the lyrics to the Sousa marches would just be people debating what the name of the march is. Because if you, so I, I once went through, like we had like an old record of Sousa marches that I used to listen to as a kid. And like, you can, a lot of, like, there's a way to put the name of the Sousa march into every one. Um, so like, uh, what is it like? Um, uh, the Washington Post, the Post, the Post, the Washington Post, the Post, the Post, the Washington Post, March, Post, March, Post, March, the Washington Post, the Washington Post, the Washington Post, the Post, the Post, the Post. Yeah, and then that goes on. Anyway, um, things like that. Um, and like the Liberty Bell, the Liberty Bell, the Liberty Bell, the Liberty Bell, the Bell, the Bell, 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 the Liberty Bell, the Bell, the Bell, the Bell, Liberty Bell. All right. Um. Anyways. Uh. I don't even know if that's accurate, but whatever. Um, actually, no, that was also the Washington Post March, but uh, what is that? was Liberty Bell. Whatever. I'll stop talking about non-hockey stuff. Anyway, um, well, I guess this is what one does in, in the off-season, but uh, it's fine. So anyway, all that stuff notwithstanding, um, uh, it's just, uh, it, yeah, this is, this, is, this, is, this is a hockey podcast. But uh, again, it's, 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 well, it's very loosely related to all that. Actually, um, on the topic of like my Broadway dreams, I, uh, I think some, somebody was, was, was talking about like, I don't know if they, if someone was suggesting like they do a 30 for 30, um, which is like the ESPN series about sports stories, um, a 30 for 30 about the story of Mogilney defecting and coming to play for the Sabres. And I don't know what, I forget what exact year that was. Um, cause it's a crazy story. No, I know what it was, but my, well, maybe there is a documentary. My dad was telling me about, I keep referencing my dad, but um, yeah, he was, that's right. He was telling me, because um, he does some some Buffalo uh, sports events um, back back in Buffalo, of course. Um, and he either like, yeah, I think he, wa- he there, I think there is a documentary about this and he watched it and said it was, you know, it was a crazy story. Because um, it's kind of like, um, what was that ridiculous Ben Affleck movie? Um, oh, I'm so, why, uh... Oh man, it was about the yeah, it was about the Canadian embassy in Syria. Um, oh, I'm really mad now that I can't remember it. Um, oh. All right, I'm gonna Google it. Um, maybe I can't Google pictures of Saberland, but I bet I can find this. I'm I'm really embarrassed that I'm forgetting this because I hate when I can't remember things. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, like, I, it, yeah, I would be able to recall this if it wasn't, um, uh, if it wasn't, um, if it wasn't, like, recording this stuff now. Oh, man, this is so boring. Uh, 
this is so bad. Argo, 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 Argo. It's this the story. Mogilny is like, it's like it's you know it, it was like Argo except it was um, getting out of the Soviet Union and coming to Buffalo, because that's where everybody wants to go. Again, it's also funny how it's like it's not it's it's like it's 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 Argo except instead of uh, was it Syria? I hope that I would sound really dumb if it wasn't Syria. I don't think it was. It was Iran, wasn't it? Oh my god, I'm so this is awful. Oh man. Of course it was Iran. Sorry. All right. Anyway, um the Mogilny movie would be um yeah, instead of uh, instead of Iran, it's Russia and instead of Canada, it's Buffalo. So, yeah, very exciting. Um, anyway, but yeah, as, as far as my Broadway dreams go, I actually, I, I remember thinking like, man, that would make a great play. Um, you know, you could put like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who's like, you could put like, um, yeah, uh, uh, was it, could Muckler have possibly been the GM then? Imagine like, uh, imagine going on, walking into a, like, you know, like the Walter Kerr theater, let's just say, and, uh. You know, you look in your program and you just see, like, um, Sir Anthony Hopkins starring as John Muckler. <laughs> and, like, not that it would be a trailer. Or, like, um, James Earl Jones. I don't know why he would be in it. Um, no, because, it would, you know, it would have to be something like, uh, um, I don't know, uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> as, <laughs> yeah, as, like, as, like, uh, Seymour Knox the third and then I don't even know um whatever it'd be cool though because you could put uh you know it just would be great I just want to see the sabers spread all over the world in all forms of media um I'm probably the only one who wants that but it would be a great stage play high drama um people coming to terms with things um and maybe it could be a lavish multi-million dollar musical for all I know put it in the um yeah put it in the uh the old Spider-Man theater, whatever they call that now. Um, that would be cool. So anyway, uh, Sabres are still looking for a GM. Um, uh, I would love if they hire Jason Botterill because I remember him playing. Um, and I always love, I'm always, I always love guys who like crush it in the AHL. And Botterill was one of those. He just like would lead the AHL in scoring every year, score like 40 goals for the Amherst. Um, then come up to the NHL and just be like slow as just dirt and just terrible. Um, I think he scored maybe like a couple goals, but I love guys like that because you could like he clearly had great hockey sense and um, was a like really knows the game, but just never had the NHL skill set because he would be like you know how in um like if he would be like he had uh, like the top six forward bot like like makeup physically um, except not at an NHL level. So, you know, again, EA Sports would call him uh, an AHL top six with exact potential. But, you know, he could come up to the NHL and, like, you know, he would just have to be, like, a fourth-line grinder or something. But um, a lot of guys like that. But uh, I always always love those guys because they just, like, yeah, dominate the AHL and then be horrible when they got to the the NHL. Um, Yeah, other, like, like, Dominic Pittis was like that, just shredded the with the Amherst and um and then was awful in the Sabres but um yeah that was I don't know uh but I remember Botterill because he was just like big and lumbering um 
Yeah, he's just like an AHL Dave Anderchuk. But uh, yeah, I remember when he came, and I, I, it's cool because now now that I've um, been a fan for been like a real uh, cognizant fan. Um, if if uh, I can explain, and what I mean by that is like someone who, yeah, like follows the game. I mean, the first season that I really followed the team and cared about the stats and like collected the cards and like make and like i had like a, a binder where i were in uh, i i maintained actual the actual line combinations as best as i could um for the sabers and really actually every team based on uh because i think i had the hockey news subscription for like 99 and 98 99 season sorry that's when this was the 98 99 season which is of course where the sabers went to the finals and lost to the stars um that was like my first season really as a fan who could think and of course I could think before that but I was really like thinking about the team as like a sort of because I guess I was I was like like I must have turned um I think I turned 11 in 1999 March yeah so yeah um and then I guess I was in I think it was in fifth grade then um yeah I still remember waking up the day after they uh lost because I had it was after my bedtime and when they lost in overtime but my dad was like son the Sabres have lost he didn't call me son but that's how I choose to remember it so uh yeah it's been almost 20 years since uh since then um we're coming up on the uh I don't know what that's like the what could we call that the silver jubilee of 20 years I don't remember I don't know which one that is um but of course um like I said uh, in the for in episode 0.0, um, I have, I mean, I have great memories of the Sabre as well before that, but I wasn't really, um, it was still sort of this magical thing that I didn't really, um, begin to understand that these were just like guys who just, you know, that was, they, they'd worked their way up and they, they got a job. Um, but I've been, because I've, you know, because I've been watching for that long, I mean, that's, these were like the Botterill days were, uh, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was up and down, in the early 2000s but he was certainly in the in the league you know in in that like 98 99 season i feel like he was on the i think i think he was on like the flames or something in nhl 99 which i used to play on my uh, n64 um i'm i'm pretty sure i remember him being in there cuz i i really i always loved i loved his name when i was like thir- you know when i was around the early teens and uh and I would put them on the Sabers um, because they didn't make any more NHL games for the N64. So for like a couple a couple seasons after '99, um, that year, um, I would just like if I ever I would have to I would have to like trade and put him on there. And I would I'd boost his stats because I just like wanted him to be good. Um, but he wasn't that good, which as I said, but um, whatever. So, uh, but of course, yeah, you know, I mean, Bill Guerin would be good. I mean, he was a great player. Um, unlike Bonneril, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I like the, uh, I like the idea of somebody with, even though obviously it's yet another Pittsburgh retread, um, which both, which is like, that's just the Pagula way clearly. Um, but it's not even really retread because it's not like we're hiring, um, you know, if, if we were, if it were Ray Shiro, who's still a good GM, of course, but if, or, or like, or, or Rutherford, but of course he was with the Kane, didn't they just like, is Shiro, I forget where he is now, but I know Rutherford came from the Canes who were garbage under him for a long time, but well, that's not really true, but whatever. Um, you know, I don't associate 
Garen or Botteril, like with 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 the pit with Pittsburgh, they obviously they've worked there as in the management for a few years, but um, that's fine. I don't want, I just don't. What I don't want is like, and, and coaches, this doesn't is is not a thing. But I don't want another like the Rex Ryan effect um, to to be like what the Pagulas do. I certainly don't want like a name. Well, I don't want a guy who's just a personality and who I so closely associate with a with a team. Um, and the and ba- so yeah, I don't want them to get suckered in with just like with that to make a as if to say, oh yeah, we're a real team. We're, Buffalo can hire real people. You know, we can just we can hire Rex. It's cool. And just like totally disregard that fans hate Rex as they should. Um, whatever. So yeah, I mean, I, I it's I, whoever they go with. Uh, I mean, we'll see. But um, I would like I would be on board with because also Botterill. I think he interviewed last time around. I want to say, or he's certainly been a name that you hear like around the league for. Um, you know, like a, like a, they, that there's a lot of water cooler talk about this Botteril guy. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that's what I'd be. And I, who knows who, who a coach would be. They haven't even, like, no one's even talking about that. Um, but, uh, that's all right. So we'll see. I mean, whenever, I don't know, I have no schedule for episodes throughout the summer, um, and off season, but, uh, Maybe maybe I'll do another. I'll certainly do another one within a couple of days or something. But hopefully they'll have a a move that made by then. I know Pagula said something like that. Well, we're pretty close to hiring a GM. That's my Terry Pagula impression. He doesn't sound like that, but uh, he said that. And then like the, the immediately the next day, it's like Dreger or like Friedman tweeted like Sabers are not close at all to a GM. Like, okay, great, thanks. So um, I mean, yeah, who knows. But uh, we'll see. I'm just, uh, I just don't want like some blowhard idiot who traded like a young player for going out like and living a life. I also don't want a, a guy, like now, okay, yeah. But somewhat similar to that, I also don't want a GM who like, like Tim Murray, like when, uh, you know, let's just say his, let's, let's just say that his player gets like, you know, arrested and then tim murray goes well we'll see what uh happens if it turns out to be nothing then i won't care about it like great answer tim good job nice leadership um like i i I don't want someone like that who just just conveniently looks away when it's going to make his trades look better um that's all murray ever did he made so many awful trades like what he he i don't know i mean i'm so I've only lived in these 20 years through like two actual GMs, the Sabres. Darcy was there for 17 seasons and, uh, yeah, you got to respect him. I mean, he, he did it the company way. Um, and, uh, and I know more often than not, we were at least competitive. Um, you know, he didn't write a, well, Michael Lewis didn't write about Darcy Regeer, but Darcy really was like a moneyball GM in the NHL for a long time. And, uh, that's nobody, he doesn't get any credit for that, but he did manage to, you know, it put together some, some pretty good teams over the years. I mean, it would take, it would take a while to rebuild like after the, you know, say 99 when we got to the cup and then, and then, and the next, see the 99, 2000 season was like a rebuild year. Um, I think we lost that. That was the year that I think we lost the flyers in the first round with the goal that went through the, went to the side of the net, like LeClaire, John LeClaire scored or something. And yeah, I feel like Lindros was back that year, but um, we were pretty good, but not great, but because Pekka held out all season, and um, yeah, that was yeah, that was sad when Pekka left. But you know what? Whatever. Um, and then and then oh, oh, 2001, we were stacked. Well, except 
but for Mario Lemieux coming back and crushing us and Hashik ending. But, you know, like Darcy did a pretty good job, and then it took, he had to rebuild after that, but, and we were awful up until the lockout, but, but then after it, of course, we were great, and uh, then, you know, Darcy sort of botched it, but his, but his hands were tied, too. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Darcy apologist, but he, uh, you know, he didn't, he clearly didn't have much money to work with, so, I mean, uh, I know, I, I think he, I think I remember him, overall, I think he deserves a lot of credit for, like, a really rough situation. I mean, he made it through multiple owners, um, you know, if you listen to, like, you know, um, uh, some players who who played through with like the the Gal- and like the Galasano years would say things about it really it really sounds just like um, the situation in Oakland like in the and uh, for like the Moneyball years like the players didn't like d- like there were no team the team wouldn't pay for like food um, uh, then they just like they just were no like little like expenses that that were you know I don't know Galasano clearly considered non essential um, or whatever. Uh, obviously very different than Pagula, um, and his approach, but, um, and whatever, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I don't, I don't, I'm not making any judgment on Golisano. It's a lot of money at stake, but, uh, the point, all I'm saying is that I think, I think Darcy generally had pretty competitive teams, um, in his tenure and that's, it's pretty impressive, but, uh, but I've had only two guys in that time. Um, and Murray was the other one and he was very different from Regeer, um, because he clearly doesn't care about pe- people's character or personality or whatever when they, when he trades for them. Um, and then he just would like, and, and he made so many bad trades um, and didn't care about like, doesn't, and, and just does, clearly doesn't like, is not interested in, you know, his players, uh, I don't even know, morality. Um, and also it just, you, you got the feeling that like, he even just got, would get like, he didn't even want to acknowledge that, Evander Kane might just be like actual garbage. Um, you know, yeah, he had like an okay season, fine, but who cares? I don't want that guy on my team. I don't like, nope. Why would anyone want him on your, like, I don't, why would any fan want to support that guy? Um, and, uh, yeah, Tim Murray like didn't care because he just didn't, he like, it, it, it got to feel more like he couldn't even, he couldn't even seem to get past. The, the the like the his fear of being embarrassed at like having made a bad trade, let alone having a like a slime ball on your team. Um, he didn't even. It's like he wouldn't. It's like he couldn't. Even, it's like he. For one thing, it's easier to even think like that. I would. I think um, because if he, it's like he he would say to himself, "Well, it's only about the on ice thing." And sure, I mean we've heard that before, and then you know that's that's a pretty widespread. Uh, opinion, I guess, across sports, and it's, well, it's awful, but um, he wouldn't even acknowledge the, the other side of it, but he just, the, all, all he would ever say in public is, well, we'll see what the, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that internal, and we'll see what the investigation is, and I hate when they say, when, like, a player gets accused of, like, well, whatever, let's, yeah, like, if, if, if uh, it's, it's one thing for Sam Reinhardt to show up late to a team practice, and then they deal with that internally because that is an internal issue. It only, it's only, it only has to do with the team. It's another thing when, like, a player is accused of raping someone in, like, the in the city or beating up, a, you know, pe- beating people up at a club or or whatever. Um, or even uh, Ryan O'Reilly just, like, you know, driving drunk and crashing into Tim Hortons. Like, 
You can't keep that stuff internal because it didn't happen in the dressing room. It happened external to the team. So you have to, like, it's not good enough when you just say, well, we're going to deal with that internally. No, you can't. That's not good enough. I need, I demand more out of my GM. And uh, we didn't get it. And uh, and we didn't even get a good on-ice product from Tim Murray in two and a half years. So I don't want another Tim Murray. He uh, he was a catastrophe. And, uh, you know, I don't care how many, you know, I don't care how, like, funny it is when he walks up to the draft, the podium, and just says three words or four words. Um, I don't care that he goes and plays Halo in his basement. Um, maybe he, sh- he should do less of that and start reading how to be a goddamn GM. <laughs> Because he doesn't know how to do it. Um, just a glorified scout who got in over his head. And he got fired, and he deserved it. So I don't want another guy like that. I hope we bring in someone who, you know, actually has some character themselves and uh, also has the, like, wherewithal to enforce that to the team. Because we need that, too. Um, you know, I, it's not even... We don't, I mean, I don't, you know, we don't know what... Uh, Clearly, there was a lot of dysfunction this past season, and that's nothing new for a Buffalo sports team. But uh, I don't want—I don't want—I don't want a repeat of that. Um, yeah, it's funny that Doug Marone, for all the garbage that he uh, brought on the team and how bad of a coach he was, and he went—he'd go on those rants about like, um, you know, I think there was like a there was like a, a fight at like a scrimmage or something in built training camp a couple of years ago, and he goes, you know, I'm here to protect the integrity of the game. Which, of course, at the time, and he was he was and is an idiot, but um, I actually do want a coach that believes in that. And actually, we'll say, it seems like um, the current Bills coach, McDermott, actually, you know, cares about that. I, I mean, I, I applaud Pagula for, he's not a good speaker, but all he said, literally the only words he was using at his end of season Sabres press conference um, was, you know, a character and a couple other things. And, you know, I want that. And I hope that whoever comes in, you know, cuts, yeah, gets rid of some of this, yeah, some of the garbage on the Sabres roster. Um, and I mean, but, and I also hope that the person, um, all that stuff aside just for the moment, I mean, just back to purely hockey terms, I do hope that the person is willing to say like, you know, I'm not the one who gave Matt Molson like $25 million at a 32 year old who can't even skate anymore. Matt Molson seems like a great guy and, uh, I hope they can keep him, but just get him in the AHL or something. He can't, he's, or, he doesn't. It's, he doesn't. He doesn't belong on the roster anymore. But uh, you know. But you don't. You need someone who doesn't. Who's who's not. Who's going to be like unafraid to uh, make that happen. Um, so we'll see. Because uh, I think Tim Murray got too stuck to his own moves, and I am sure every GM is going to do that. Um, Darcy certainly got too. Um, was became too stuck to his certain guys that he had because uh, I understand you want to make you want to prove that you're right, um, but it's not you know it's, that's sometimes why you need to have these changes come every every periodically or because not every move is gonna is always gonna work. Um, so uh, yeah, you know we'll see because uh, who was it? Yeah, it was uh, Carlo Koliakovo was on I think GR somewhat recently and or I heard maybe it was a few weeks ago now, but he. Uh, of course he was on the team two years ago and I think he I think he played in Europe last season but he was saying uh somebody asked him about you know why the Leafs had such a successful turnaround and um of course we, there are a number of reasons we could go into um better drafting better uh player development better um overall you know system in place and blah 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 but one of the best things he said and he's completely right I think is that uh 
they had a way of making what do you say he was like they 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 were able to make contracts that they didn't want to have yeah so the players with bad contracts the Leafs are able to make those guys go away because if you look at their AHL roster they've got like tons of cash stashed down there um and it's like it's players who used to be like pretty decent um they're all just playing on the Marlies and it's like uh what's that guy well whatever I don't remember off the top of my head but he's right because like the Sabres have several guys Georges Molson um Ennis and it's just, should just I don't mean I don't even know what to do with him. I'd put him on waivers. I know he'd eat a lot of money, but why are they in the NHL? They don't. They had nothing last year, and they're just they don't belong in the team. Then it's a tough decision to make. But we need. I mean, what are we doing here? Are we here to like, you know? I mean, I think I think what we're doing. If I were the GM, the answer to that question would be: We're here to win, and we're here to have like, we were here to like have a team that people want to root for. Um, Actually, that's all you need to say is we have a team that people want to root for because that implies winning and lack of rapists. I mean, lack of criminals. That's 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 not too much to ask. Um, and in, in no way, it's not even fair to Matt Molson and Josh Georges and Tyler Ennis to even lump them in with the that other category. And they, in no way, you know, they're they're certainly not. They seem like great people, but uh, they do not. They're all. They do not deserve. <laughs> they did not earn what they what they signed up for. And anyway, I mean that that's that's just an just an example of uh, some type of move that I might make. In fact, that's exactly what I did. Um, recent, like I I just started uh, or recently started like a, a Sabres franchise in NHL 17. And uh, um, what did I do? I made a bunch of I made a bunch of good moves. I got rid of all the like guys I didn't want. Um, I think I traded. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this is some EA voodoo, but I traded uh, Kane to Columbus I think I got Nick Foligno and uh and 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 uh Corpus Allo who turned into like a, a like a beast down in a couple years as my and uh and I traded O'Reilly to the Canucks for Thatcher Demko and Ole Ulevi so o- Ulevi and Risto became like the great like a 90 overall pairing in like a year and were incredible um and I traded I traded Reinhardt for Hannafin and and then I just and I also just like sent um yeah what did I do with I actually actually might have even kept Molson because he simulates pretty well in the game but but that cap number is absurd so I mean I I, I definitely got rid of Ennis and uh George is pretty quickly I don't remember who what exactly I did but uh anyway um yeah we won the cup in 2020 and it was great uh I mean, it's that's absurdity, but uh, it was fun, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was great to have the Felino brothers. I think I might have traded for no; those are the only brothers I got. Alex Nylander turns into a great player in the game. I mean, we'll we'll see. He didn't. I don't know. It'd be great if he could be as good as William, but uh, or like even nearly as good as William, because that guy's incredible. The Leafs are. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I remember thinking of the I, that 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 fifteen draft is is just like it's crazy. I mean, I lo- I do love going to uh, hockey DB and looking at old drafts, um, but I, I I almost I just I feel bad for my my Coyotes. Um, I call and I call by the way I call the Coyotes and Diamondbacks. I always refer to it as my Coyotes and my Diamondbacks because I had a great trip to Phoenix like a year ago and I just took a shine to it. Um, and there I feel like Arizona was it was the the Coyotes were our tank buddies and. Uh, it's not worked out so well for them yet. 
Um, that because that look at like I can't believe that fifteen year where they they should have like because the Oilers first of all the Oilers won the lottery and knocked the Coyotes out of the top two, um, which they you know they they could have gotten and they you know they could have they they would have gotten Jack, but uh, they lost that and then they're like well you know we'll take Dylan Strom, <laughs> and maybe I hope I hope he turns into a good player, but you look at Mitch Marner and that guy's incredible. He's, he is the most, I mean, he was the most fun to watch. I thought on the Leafs this year, um, because he's sort of like, well, I love that kind of guy. Um, they, 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 they not only do they have all those young players, but they all complement each other so well. I don't see that. Like I, it, it was funny cause it looked last season. It, it looked like, um, Sam and Jack, were had that sort of complementary skill set, and I mean, I suppose they. Sorry, um, I mean, maybe they still do. Um, I, I won't say that they don't, but they 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 had a they. Well, Sam did not. His numbers were fine, but he didn't look. He didn't visibly take a step forward this year. Eichel certainly did uh, when he was healthy. He looked. Of course, it's, I mean, he was he was great last season, but he looked he did look better. Um, or he performed better this year, but uh, Reinhardt if anything, seemed to be a little bit less good to me this year. I mean, he still was okay, but he, pe- you know, he was, pe- there was a, re- I mean, people were okay to be disappointed with him, but then you see like, but they also just don't, you know, they don't play at the same speed. They don't, they're both kind of playmaking guys. Like they don't really, I don't see how well they fit together. Whereas like the Leafs, those, those young guys are incredible. Marner is so fast and, um, just such as just such a sharp playmaker whereas like Matthews is I mean he's a he's he certainly can skate but he just sort of I mean he scores all he does is just go to the front of the net and score and it's I mean he's incredible it's like that's it's like uh it's just a, and it suits well with like a like a smaller guy who's fast and whizzes around the ice and can pass through lanes and has incredible vision like Marner and that and the but the two of them together it's an it's a great combination and Nylander it, very similar um, just unbelievable passer, great hands, very fun to watch. Um, and then, you know, then they got like Sammy Kapanen's son, who's just on the team. Um, of course, the Nylanders are, are sons as well. Um, I used to watch Will um, Michael, who was a pretty good player in his his time too. But uh, yeah, the Sabres, don't, I don't know. We'll see. Because Alex Nylander looks like just another sort of like pick his spots playmaker, which is what Jack is, and that's what Sam is. So it's like we don't have a sniper Maybe Alex will be, maybe, but I don't, I don't think that's what he is. We need like, you know, we don't have a, we don't have like a great, we, I mean, just purely with the forwards, we don't, there's no, there's not like a big shooter. I mean, Jack has a great shot, but that's not, he can, I mean, he can do a bit of everything, but that's not his game. He's not like a Stamkos or line A shoot first guy. And we need, we'll need one of those, I think. I mean, that's, that's the thing that like this new GM could come in and try and figure out how do we what do we have the right mix of players um you know skill notwithstanding do we do we have the right types of guys um so we'll see i mean it'll be interesting at least as it goes forward because obviously the leafs have way certainly taken a step past the sabers and uh i only hope is that the leafs will leafs hard and just blow it i mean they've you know this is not the first time they've lost in the first round and leaf fans have gotten very excited about it um certainly different because now they do have austin matthews and these other guys but uh you know the trend of the Leafs is to blow it to get too way too the pressure gets way too high and 
you know, we'll see because they, uh, and also that's going to be very expensive to keep that team together in a couple years. So we'll see because it's like Lamorello did, obviously had a great tenure in Jersey, but uh, they weren't very good by the end. So we'll see. Um, also, I'm glad, also just on the topic of Jersey, good congratulations to my, some Devils fans I know because uh, you, uh, you, want, you got very lucky and uh, that can change a lot. Um, Sabres did not get lucky, but you know, we'll see. Um, but it would have been nice. I mean, just imagine if, just imagine where the Sabres would be right now if we had gotten, instead of Reinhardt and Eichel, we had drafted Ekblad and McDavid. But that's the draft game, and you, you know, you never, uh, it's, yeah, you never know. Um, it's not really worth playing, but it is kind of fun periodically to look at and imagine what might have been, but, uh, oh well. But of course, that's that's less interesting than you know players that we didn't have a, sh- a crack at, as opposed to, you know, again, it's like Arizona taking uh, Strom over Marner. Like, that's uh, that's that's the more interesting one because you, you did have a shot. I mean, the Coyotes could have had like Max Domi, Mitch Marner, and uh, Duclair on the same line within like Ekman Larson and Chick, and it's like that's a that's a good team. Um, whereas Strom didn't even, didn't even he didn't even play, in, he barely played in the league last season, I think. But, um, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, it's fun to play NHL. Um, I've been watching, uh, the, uh, GM series of, uh, Johnny Superb, man. It's great. Um, that's why I said EA Voodoo earlier. He's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I knew about him before, but I haven't really watched his, his videos. Um, I, I've, 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 ever since I moved to New York, I've been, I, I have a couple YouTubers that I really like watching, um, but, but, uh, Johnny is the best cause he just, just does sports. So he's, yeah, his, his, his avalanche series is hilarious. Um, they just lost <laughs> to, uh, I, it, it seems like he's done. I don't know if he'll do it anymore, but they just lost to, um, oh, Dallas and like the Western conference is hilarious. Um, but yeah, his, uh, his Oakland athletics one is great. And, um, yeah, anyway, yeah. So, uh, I'm feeling like I'm running out of things I want to say. But, uh, oh, last, I think yesterday was the 11 year anniversary of my favorite game that I've ever seen, which was the seven, six game one win over Ottawa. Um, oh, and, and yeah, and that's also another good way. I guess this will probably be the close, but, uh, how, how weird was it that, that the, the, the Sabres, apparently they, they were serious and actually asked Chris Dury if he wanted Dury, if he wanted to interview, like, yeah, he was a great player, but like, why? Of course he, of course he declined. I mean, e- even if he's ready to to interview, and I don't, to, to, you know, to, to interview for a GM role, and I don't know if he is. Even if he is, why, why would he ever accept a, a, a job with the Sabers? He he must know. I mean, I'm sure he knows, and I, I I'm surprised that no one in Sabers management, you know, seem, apparently didn't know that that would be. I mean, th- that would never happen. The way that he left. It's just it's was it was the most awkward and horrible um, exit of all time. I mean, there's and there's something about Drury's personality that he just I don't think he ever liked it playing. I don't think he liked Buffalo as a place. I mean, we had he was a you know his his career sort of he kind of resurrected his career with the Sabers and we had some great teams and um, he managed to get in a really nice contract with the Rangers that he barely played any of, but because of injury and that's fine. But uh, no, I mean he 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 had some good some good seasons with the team, but uh, I don't, it didn't seem like he, he wanted no part of staying clearly. Um, Danny, I think, I mean, he even said, I think he would have stayed. I mean, that's the thing. He, apparently he had agreed in verbally to that deal. 
um, which then I think Golisano, again, speaking of old Sabres Moneyball, um, it's hilarious to think that Danny, we could have signed him to five years and 25 million if it's the Matt Molson contract, but in 2006, and he scored like 95 points in that, that, that final season. And uh, Golisano wouldn't give him like $5 million a year to be a 90-point scorer on the president's trophy-winning team. But whatever. It's the way it goes. Them's the breaks. But, you know, Danny certainly rehabilitated his... I don't even think... I see, I, he... I think fans... Rehabilitated is the wrong word. And it's wrong to say that he did it because I think fans were just... would. I think when, they, you know, when he came back with the Flyers those years, they booed because it was... They were mad, and I don't, you know, of course, they're mad about the situation. Never felt person, never felt, Danny didn't leave, I don't think, because he hated it. It was clear that he didn't. He, um, you know, he was always, I always loved Danny because, like, I, me- I still, I remember he, when they traded for him from my Coyotes, uh, we sent Chris Gratton, who was awful, to uh, to Arizona, well, then Phoenix Coyotes, and Danny came back, and they interviewed him on channel, like, well, on local news, you know, Channel 4 or something, and he landed and they interviewed him at the airport, and he had this big smile on his face, and he said, and he took a deep, and it was like the middle of January or something. It was a very cold year, this, you know, 2003 or four. and Danny goes, uh, he says something like, oh, I love it here. It smells like hockey air. And it was just like, and I remember just looking at the TV and going, I like this guy. Because, um, of course, he's from, you know, he's from uh, Quebec and, uh, or the, the province. I mean, I don't, I forget where he actually was born, but, um, you know, he's a northeast well, it's funny to even say that he's a he's an Eastern Canadian guy. Um, actually, maybe that's not even accurate. Whatever. He's 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 a, he's a Canadian, so he uh, he knows he grew up in the cold, and you know he came from the desert. And uh, of course, I mean, if you that that the desert air, even in the winter, obviously, couldn't be more different than the air in Buffalo in you know in January because it's you've still got a little bit of humidity, which is also cold, which gives the air like the sort of intense but wonderfully wonderful feeling of a a deep breath of like air in, you know, in, in January or February makes it, it's just like, it's just like a really, it's very refreshing. I can't, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, cause it, it feels, it it almost hurts at first. And then you, I just, then I feel great. Like it's just vivifying. Um, anyway, I just remember Danny saying that on an interview and he like, he had no reason to make, to be, to be so nice and so, uh, happy. But he, he, but that's just that's always what he's been like. And um, anyway, he uh, he was great, and uh, I still still love him. And he, and of course, he still comes back and does charity events. And I think his some of his his, his boys, I think he even said that they they've told him I think that he loved it. They were they they liked in, living in Buffalo. And uh, um, yeah, but uh, whereas with Drury, you never got any warmth from him. But that's why he and again, that's why he and Danny were such good. Um, I think they were such good and natural co-captains because they're very different personality types. Drury just was very serious and, you know, workmanlike. And Danny was, I think he, I I think he was just, just as he took hockey just as seriously, but he was just a much more, uh, personable guy and, um, was a great face of the team and, and likable. And he's just, he's Danny. So, uh, but Drury, I mean, maybe he didn't dislike Buffalo, but I don't think he had any he didn't have any feel any special connection to it, and he, clearly he wanted to play for the Rangers too because he grew up a Ranger fan, and he, you know he's from Connecticut, and of course, but um, you know it wasn't pot, it wasn't warm and fuzzy. Ever, it, it even well, of course, he got booed when he came back with the Rangers in the next seasons, and he didn't he, he didn't I don't even know how many games he actually ended up playing for them, but it wasn't that many. 
Um, but I don't think he just, there's just, he, I, it was just obvious he would never even, he'd never work for the Sabres or be the GM. And he, he might well be a great GM someday. And I hope he, you know, I wish him the best because they gave me a lot of joy as a fan. But, uh, I'm just, I was, I was surprised to hear that the Sabres, well, at least suppose it was reported that they asked for permission. And of course he said no, but, uh, you know, I guess I guess you can't blame the Sabres for reaching out and trying to get somebody, but uh, that's the wrong kind of person in from the team has passed to to reach out to. Um, and I also don't really want that either. I don't I don't I don't like the sort of you know it was like bringing back. Um, well, I, yeah, it wasn't like bring back Ted Nolan, but it was just this weird, the wrong type of nostalgia, and just be like, it's like when it's well, it, it, what it is is like when Marv Levy came back to to be the Bills GM, which is completely ridiculous. Um, and it's like, you know, fans always say things on call in and say they should trade for, you know, bringing back old players who used to be here or, or even God forbid, rehiring Lindy as the coach. Um, although, you know, teams do, do, do that. I mean, it's hilarious. It's funny, you know, Julian's the Habs coach again and Ken Hitchcock's going back to, is he going back to Dallas? I think he is. Um, of course he was there forever and, you know, coach, it's, coaches will do that and, I mean, I love Lindy, but uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if he could. <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be the right choice, but I don't think he and Jack would would fit well. But maybe they would. You never know. Maybe Lindy's changed. But um, I'm all for the Sabers getting some new blood in and trying some new things because, yeah, we all know what they've been doing hasn't worked. So, all right, I think that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. It was a nice long thing. I just basically been talking and. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't do, I don't do any preparation for this. I wrote down a couple notes here in my my notebook. Actually, I think I did cover. Actually, I wrote down GM, NHL seventeen, and memories of Yoffs, which uh, I, I guess I've sort of mentioned, but I'll, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll go over it later, some other time, because uh, yeah, Sabers aren't in the Yoffs this year, but they'll be back someday. Um, and at least until then, I can win some cups in EA Sports. All right, well. Uh, that's episode 0.2, and uh, I'll be back sometime. Bye.